what's profound is, is, is if you have a higher income, more often what it takes in order to save for the long haul, in order to achieve that ever increasing standard of living is far greater. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Welcome to Better Wealth Unlock, where we are talking about all kinds of facets on how we can help people unlock the key to living a more intentional life. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Caleb. Glad to be here. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about the difference between consumption and savings. And just to give you guys a little bit of context, we're going to be going through these next, I mean, you're going to see a lot of episodes talking under the umbrella of Better Wealth Unlimited. And Better Wealth Unlimited is our um, really our package that we help people in. And we, we do a lot of things. I mean, we're going to talk about clarity. We're going to talk about how to help people be more efficient, how to better use your money, how we use models. That's right. And one of the core elements that we break down with every single person, the reason why this segment between you and I are called Better Wealth Unlock is we are hoping to unlock some, some concepts, some ideas, some principles that will help people show up more powerfully in their life. And so the difference between consumption and saving is not being taught. But I'm telling you, if you guys can get this piece, everything, it's like its like the domino that makes everything else possible. Yep, 100%. Um, I was on the phone with a business owner the other day, and I said, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the difference or the ratio between what it is you're consuming and what it is you're saving. And I said, you're the business owner. Tell me if there's anywhere else money goes. And he stopped for a second, and he's like, I don't think there is. And I'm like, good, because that's what this whole ratio is about. Right. And when I first heard this, I argued it. I was like, okay, hold on. Money can either go two places. You're either saving it or you're consuming it. And I'm thinking, okay, what about taxes? Well, consumed. Consumed. What about, you know, investing in yourself? Consumed. Consumed. Like literally when you break it down, your money can either go two places, saving for a future date. That's right. Or consumed or saving short term to be consumed. That's right. And we, and we have to understand the difference between those things in order to take control. And control is a big element. If I am sending money towards taxes, it's consumed because I lose control of that. Right? It may not seem like consumption at first glance, but it's gone. Yep. You don't have control over it. The other thing is we save up to consume. So I save for a new refrigerator. I save for a new car. And then I consume that. When I retain it, and I retain it for the long haul. And, and again, we're modeling out to age 100. So it's a, it's a while, right? Um, we have to understand how all of this works and why it's so incredibly important to get control over this ratio. So we, we walk people through the better wealth model, which is, just, which is very revealing. And, and for many of you, like, trust me, you all want to do it, but you're going to be sad. And so you, this better wealth model is a two-line graph. And on one on one of the the first line is showing your consumption. So yeah. let's let's break this down. Um, and I just full disclosure, I did a podcast with Dan the other day where we yeah. did one plus one plus one equals or equal or something nineteen equals yep. nineteen. And we actually had bad math in there. So like <laughs> the the guy that's talking about money, uh, I can't add. But um, so anyways, so you you you're so let's say you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Okay. And on a typical model that you've seen, what are people saving? So, let, and let's make it round numbers, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll use round numbers. Let's take a step back. So, first off, we are going to talk about consumption. We are going to talk about savings, but there's one step before that, and that's inflow of cash, yes. cash flow. Yep. 
Right? Yep. And I prefer cash flow as a far, as opposed to income, but it, it's income. What am I bringing into my household economy? And there's a couple things with relation to that. What are the things that can hinder cash flow coming into my household economy? Everything from disability to illness, COVID-19. I mean, you name it, there's things that can interrupt that. But we have money coming in and then we have it going to consumption or savings. Hmm. So the $100,000 uh, example that we just talked about. So somebody has a cash flow of $100,000 and that's coming into their household economy. Well, what we're doing is we're trying to understand what ratio of that is consumed, which means gone, you lose control of it, and what is saved for the long term. So in order to do that, we simply track it all. And it's very simple. If it's not saved for the long term, it's what, Caleb? It's consumed. It's consumed. Gone forever. Gone forever. We lose control of it. And this is very, very profound because what is the other thing that you say when you spend a dollar you don't just lose you don't just lose that dollar you lose what that dollar could have earned you and done for you that's throughout right. your life that's right which is why the and asset is such a powerful thing because it helps us in a lot of ways manage yeah the ratio between consuming and saving right so coming back to consuming we got a hundred thousand dollars we put that on the model as far as income now we got to figure out what of that is consumed and what of that is saved? We put those numbers in, and then in two lines, we show you an ever-increasing model of consumption. Now, Caleb, why would it be ever-increasing? Ever well, there's this thing called inflation. That's right. I've heard um, those of you that may have heard that we as a country printed trillions of dollars this year, um, and when you print, print more money, something happens, your dollars get less valuable. And so the idea of gasoline well gasoline might be a bad example but like the idea of things getting more expensive like if you look at college if you look at you know buying homes if you look at just all across the board things get more expensive over time and it's kind of like a frog being in water that's boiling you don't necessarily feel it year to yeah. year but if you look at over like what things cost 30 years ago and what they cost now it's a big big difference so what we're what we're factoring in the better wealth model is is your consumption if you're used to living off of ninety thousand dollars sure and 10 years from now it's going to be more that ninety thousand dollars needs to be higher to give you what you're currently doing yeah. is that is that a good way to explain it yeah i think so so <clears throat> we're going to stick with 100 if that's okay yes thank you yeah, not 90. so if you are consuming right if you're making a hundred thousand dollars that's what's coming into the household economy and i'm consuming $100,000, right? It feels, so you think of this as lifestyle. My standard of living, my lifestyle costs me 100K. Well, five years from now, if I'm still have $100,000 coming in, it's not going to feel like $100,000 anymore because my purchasing power or my ability to consume has actually been diminished. One of the things I did with my, my uh, 13 year old son, I did this last year, is, uh, I gave him a dollar and I said, hey, do you, would you rather spend this or save it for the next year? And he's like, oh, I'm going to save it. And I said, that's great. Can I see it? And I took the dollar from him and I tore off 3%. And he's like, why did you do that? And I said, well, because that's what it's going to be worth next year. Wow. And he's like, why? And it inspired a really neat conversation about how we have to factor for this. And this is really profound because a lot of things in, in traditional financial planning or the financial industry are not accounting for really very profound uh, drags or inefficiencies in how you use your money over the course of time. Hmm. So we're, we're doing a huge disservice to people when we say, hey, how much do you need? Yeah, as much as I can get. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> as much as I can get, but it's it's worse, guys. It's even more right. than as much as I can get because my conception of the lifestyle that that $100,000 can have for me mm -hmm. is different 25 years from now. We have, so, like, think about 30 years from now. Yep. Think about 30 years from now. Can you really grasp what chicken is going to cost, what yep. a car is going to cost? And just to get it, we don't have a crystal ball, but we can look back at history and go, what did an automobile, what did a home, right. what did milk cost 30 years ago? Okay. Dramatic difference. Right? So let's let's go back to the example of the $100,000 example. Okay. And I jumped ahead earlier because I, I'm assuming they're saving 10%. And why is that, Caleb? I, because that's what we've all been told. Even even books like that, I've Richest Man in Babylon, the, the bars kind of set like save at least 10% of what you make. Mm -hmm. A tenth of what you earn is yours to keep. And so growing up, I had this mindset of like that is the golden number. Sure. Then when I'm learning, I'm like, oh, maybe we should tell people that they should save like 20%. Mm. But then what I've learned through this, this season that we've been going through is everyone's different depending on your age, that's depending right. on what you can earn, but depending on what you can earn on your rate of return. And so, like, what if there was a model to actually share with you how much you could be saving? But in the field, because you're on the front lines, you're talking to people every day. Yep. How, how many? How much are people saving on average that are coming through? Um, and I know it's all different, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> as far well, first of all, percentages can be very deceiving, yep. um, and the ratio between consumption and saving is actually way more revealing because it's commiserate with what you're bringing in, right? Yeah. So. What's what's profound is this is if you have a higher income, more often what it takes in order to save for the long haul, in order to achieve that ever increasing standard of living, is far greater, mm. right? Because it's based off of a ratio. Um, most people, I would say, are saving three to six percent. So maybe, maybe what does right? what does the model usually show if that's the case? So the, the model generally shows, and this is provided that no life events happen, yep. right? The roof never leaks, the bathtub never leaks, nothing ever goes wrong, medical bills, nothing like that. There's no interruption in income. The model is generally showing that based off of that rate of savings, if you retire, and again, retirement's a bit of a dirty word around here, but we use it for that period in time where you have freedom of income, right? Yep. And we'll, we'll use air quotes for freedom here. People generally last about two years, meaning they keep up with their standard level of consumption for about two years after they retire. And then it either goes down to nothing or dramatically decreases. We're also, we're also including Social Security being there for you, which we have many different opinions, um, but right. we're including that in, in you lasting two years. It's, and that's because that's what we know today. It's in place today. Let's count it. Yeah. But but the great thing is that this is a model. It's yeah. designed to be dynamic. We can tailor it and shift it. So we got to land. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot more about this in future episodes. Sure. But as we as we land the plane, you might be watching this or listening to this, and and the interesting thing about the way that we well, how we work with people is if you make a lot of money. You could be more at risk because you're used to consuming a lot more money. That's right. So it does not matter if you make forty thousand or four hundred thousand or four million. There's cash flow. That's right. You and then you consume and you save. And the cool thing is, we have a model that gives. I mean, just you have couple, couple, couple assumptions that do need to be made. And with those assumptions, you can you can see if you're in balance and if you're not. And I don't know when this is going to be airing. 
and I know my team will go crazy if, because I'm going to do something for you all that are listening to this. But if you click the link below, we're either going to have, we're working on a calculator to give you the ability to see this for yourself. We're calling this a better wealth assessment. And we like literally want you to see this for yourself because it's one of the most revealing, powerful, and sad in many cases. But it's like if, we, if your back was not in alignment or if you were unhealthy and we had the ability an x-ray to show you that, wouldn't you want to know? Yeah. And well, so, so check, first of all, if you go to betterwealth.com, you'll be able to you'll be able to navigate to a place. You're either going to work with someone on my team that can share with you, like your assessment, or you can do it for you can do it on your own. Or there will be a link below if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on a podcast. And and we just desperately want you to understand this ratio. We're going to have a lot more. I mean, Jeremy, you're going to be on the show a lot. And, yeah. and it's because there's so much that we want to go in and you're on the front lines and like, you know, like everyone needs a coach in their life. And, and so I know what there, we could talk for hours on this. We could. Can I say one last thing? hundred percent. Okay. So while this can be revealing and while it can be a gut check, I have seen more hope hmm. because I now know what I, I maybe thought was going on based off of numbers. Hmm. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is, is even if the situation is not what we want it to be at the time, if we never take a look at it and really digest what that means, can we make good decisions to free ourselves from this so that we can get on with the matter of living a more intentional life? And I don't think that you can. So what I love to see is when we see this building hope, regardless of what the model says, there's hope because now we know. I, I've seen that firsthand and I'm not even on the front lines, but when you show someone what's possible, or you actually give them something to game for, it's powerful how people rise up. They do, every day. Thank you guys for listening to Better Wealth. Jeremy, thank you for being on here. If, if We are trying to get this message out to as many people as possible. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, anytime that you share, you write a review, you, even sharing this, sharing this podcast is huge because it's just getting our message out to more people. If you're on YouTube, if you could uh, put, click the thumbs up, if you could subscribe, like all those things, tell the algorithms that people are listening and, and help. So um, you guys are amazing and you can check out the links below. Jeremy, thank you. Go out and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.